what did the like elders do? <laughs> right. What? And these are the guys Why? who are gonna like mentor me? These are presidents? These guys are freaks. Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about Skull and Bones, the secret society of Yale. It, oh, it is Yale. Yes. Aha, uh -huh. okay. Uh -huh. In some of what I was looking at, I couldn't tell like the deliberate ambiguity yeah. that a couple of movies were uh, toying with. Well, I think that they couldn't say it or something. So in the movie, The Skulls, which I'll be talking about, um, they're just like wise all over this university that's in Connecticut. Okay. But the actual secret society is at Yale, yes. It's funny that for the rights to like make a movie about a secret society set at Yale, mm -hmm. they can't say, we go to Yale. But they can go, we're in Connecticut and our university begins with the letter Y. Yeah, I, I don't know why. They can dance around it. They can lead you to the answer. Mm -hmm. But as long as they don't outright say it. Right. So bizarre. It's very strange. Um, so yeah, we've talked about secret societies before. We did it way, way, way back. We talked about a couple of um, secret societies called Cicada 3301. Yeah. And the Jejun Institute. And the Euclidean Society. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very far back. That's right. It was mm -hmm. like in the beginning right. of Guide to the Unknown. Um, but I did look into what secret societies are in the first place. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. So for one thing, Wikipedia makes a point of saying that there are countries that ban secret societies that have any political influence. Okay. Um, including. Not here. Italy and Poland. Yeah. Not the U.S. Yeah. You can have a secret society that has a political bent to it and gives out political favors. Oh, yeah. That's completely fine here. George Bush and George Bush Jr. are both skull and bones. Uh, but, but would but, they... But, you know, not confirmed, but, you know. Yeah. Wink. Um, I'm really excited to hear more about what it is. Um, they sometimes have racist agendas. Yeah. Uh, they A lot of them seem to believe in this idea of the New World Order, which mm -hmm. is the insane idea of, like... The Jewish people are taking over the planet. Right. It seems to be uh, at the core of many of these secret societies. Yeah. Um, but then they say this, which I think is cool. Anthropologically and historically, secret societies have been deeply interlinked with the concept of the Mannerbund, the all-male warrior band or warrior society of pre-modern cultures. So it's all like men's rights oh my God. clubs type stuff. Um, and then Alan Axelrod, author of the International Encyclopedia of Secret Societies and Fraternal Orders, defines a secret society as an organization that, one, is exclusive, mm -hmm. two, claims to own special secrets, Okay. three, shows a strong inclination to favor its members. So you might want to join a secret society because there may be powerful individuals who might help you get a job or... You know, you can curry favor from right. the higher ups and they all look out, out, out for their own. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Um, historian Richard B. Spence of the University of Idaho offered a similar three pronged definition. One, the group's existence is usually not kept secret, but some beliefs or practices are concealed from the public yes. and require an oath of secrecy, secrecy and loyalty to learn. That seems to be the case with Skull and Bones. It's weird that you can have... Or a not anymore, really, even. It's it's really that some practices are secretive, but yeah. They are, they're fine being known that they exist. They're fine being known that they exist, and they even have a roster of the members that's oh, printed yearly. Publicly? Yes. That's very weird. Yeah. Like, it's in the Yale Rumpus. 
the, which is the rumpus. Yes, that's the Yale newspaper. <laughs> wow. I know. I've got to pick up the rumpus. Mm-hmm. It's weird that if we all agree that what a secret society does inside is often unusual and and can, you know, be politically motivated or, you know, discriminate against people of different races, religions, genders. Again, these are like fraternal organizations mostly. Right. They're mostly men only. Um, it's weird to be like, uh, publicly, here's a list of everybody who's in it. Yeah, I uh, mean, But you can't find out what we're doing. <laughs> And the implication, we all agree, is you're up to something scummy. Right. Something, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's really just giving each other favors based on being in this club. And you being in this club is based on having certain qualities that are, like, attractive to it. So they started um, publishing the names, I think, in the 90s. And they also started letting women in in the 90s. Oh, So perhaps those two things coincided. I don't have the facts on that. But, it, you know, they opened her up a little bit. And apparently there were some people who were super pissed about that. Um, but some people were like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. But like Woodrow Wilson was yeah. rolling. Oh, absolutely. So are you implying that uh, women were allowed to join and uh, a woman immediately went, we should publish a yearbook? Is that <laughs> I your... wasn't, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, those two things may be related. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I'm saying. You maybe know how the... women love yearbooks. yearbooks uh... No, maybe they're related because they didn't have to like they wouldn't want to show off that they're men only and so exclusive yeah and so if they have a little bit of diversity to push forward it's it's a little bit less iffy to to show people what your deal is because they're so they can't point at you and be like it's only men it's only white people or whatever yeah but of all the things to be afraid of there's still the you're up to something Mm -hmm. angle that you you might want to scroll around. They're not really up to something. They are up to something. Kind they're, of. They're, but they're, like, they're s- scheming and conniving to get like each other. Do you have any idea who my father is? Yes, it's it's that. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Which isn't but you know. I think that's rampant. I mean, you're talking about a college setting in the first place anyway. Like alumni right. is such a big thing. Yeah. This is really a hop skipping a. Yeah, it's true. But like, I don't know. It's just weird because the implication is that they are pulling strings. Yeah. The implication of the idea of pulling strings is that maybe people didn't earn something. Right. So they're publicly posting lists of people who didn't earn what they have. You know what I mean? Or it's weird. well, they're like they're people who are aspiring to not earn what they have because right. you can probably get into skull and bones because you know somebody, but it's really like th- apparently they're looking for people who have leadership qualities Okay. because hopefully people who have leadership qualities are going to eventually be in positions of leadership. Right. And then they all help each other out. Yeah. So it's not necessarily yet earning a spot or getting a spot that you haven't earned to get into Skull and Bones. That is the aspiration once you're in Skull and yeah. Bones that you will then perhaps get to do things that you haven't necessarily earned. Yeah, you'll just get stuff. Right. So revealing the roster isn't... It's not that big a deal, I don't it's think. We- it's, it's the weird. whole thing's weird. Weird and a little tacky. Yes. Um, so here are some of the other things, according to Richard B. Spence. The group promises superior status or knowledge to members. The group's membership is in some way restrictive, such as by race, sex, religious affiliation, or invitation only. Um, David V. Barrett, author of Secret Societies from the Ancient and Arcane to the Modern and Clandestine, has used alternative terms to define what qualifies a secret society. He defined it as any group that possesses the following characteristics. Okay. It has, quote, carefully graded and progressed teachings, 
The teachings are available only to selected individuals. Teachings lead to hidden and unique truths. Truths bring personal benefit beyond the reach and even the understanding of the uninitiated. Um, so it really is like, even if those truths aren't real. Right. Like, I may, that makes me think of like, a lot of this does make me think of like Scientology. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, like it's that. culty. Or a lot of religions. Yeah. Where it's like, if you're part of this organization, you'll know what's really behind you yeah. know, reality, the afterlife or, or yes. whatever. But anybody who's not part of this group, they just don't get it. Right. They, they Holding back that yeah. sort of information until you are part of this yeah. is very culty and, yeah, religious. Uh, so David V. Barrett goes on to say that a further characteristic common to most of them is the practice of rituals which non-members are not permitted to observe or even to know the existence of. Mm-hmm. Barrett's definition would rule out many organizations called secret societies, um, such as uh, college frats. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was just kind of interesting to, like, I don't know, see see how uh, um, intellectuals appear to qualify yeah. what is and is not a secret society. What exactly this is. William, did anybody tap you for any Rutgers frats no while you were nobody there. gave a <laughs> shit they did not care about me or anything i did see uh pl- i never went to a frat i've never gone to a frat party i have i guess i i don't know i i went to something that was in the basement of a frat house at ruckers at ruckers yeah it didn't feel like a frat party though it was like a weird basement with like black light stuff everywhere do you know what demarest is no so Demarest is one of the, the, the like, I don't know, buildings, whatever, uh-huh. where you stay. A dorm. Oh, okay. And I um, <laughs> couldn't think of anything. But uh, so I think there's a bunch of, like, artists in there. So in the basement of Demarest, which I went to maybe two, three times tops, um, there's one room where it's covered from ceiling to floor with, like, graffiti and doodles and artwork. And mm-hmm. the, I was always told, like, they were like, yeah, some of the artwork in here is by, done by some of, like, the leading artistic minds of, you know, <laughs> there's this artist from the 70s, you know, doodle the smiley face. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I listen, I I did not enjoy college. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Mario Batali worked at Stuff Your Face. Tell me another one. Yeah, kind of. I yeah. was just like, I, I don't care. Stuff Your Face is a restaurant in uh, this college town we're talking about. Yeah, I, I was just like, this is like, I don't know. I, I love hearing about, like, the sort of, like, lore of a place and a history. But for some reason, when it's around college and idiots... I don't, yeah, I don't feel like, like that counts as lore to me. A bunch of, like, 18-year-old dum-dums. Yeah. Just congratulating themselves. I'm not impressed with it. <laughs> no, no. That's not cool enough to be called lore. No. That's just some stuff that happened in this dorm. Yeah. Oh, hey, new YouTube show, Lore or Snore. <laughs> Ooh. That would, do, that would do very well. It probably would yeah. do well. Um, so do you have other things to say about like the origins of, of secret societies or whatever? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about skull and bones. Yes. Uh, so until I started doing this research, I forgot that members of skull and bones are called bonesmen. Did you know that? The bonesmen. (laughs) 
Yes, I've been thinking of becoming a bonesman. God. Um, so yeah, it's a secret society at Yale, but it's not really secret because, like I said, the members' names are published. And it has a lot of overlap with fraternities and sororities because you know how they talk about like Rush for yeah, frats rush and sororities? There's something called Tap Day in the spring. And that's when uh, new members are tapped, like you know, invited shoes, or whatever, um, and asked to like try out for Skull and Bones. Who'd like to be a bonesman? Yeah. <laughs> so you think, do you think that, um, what's this man's name? Tim Curry? No. Well, yes. David but Bowie? <laughs> no, the, the voice you're doing for the character from Illuminati. Oh, nobody knows what this is. But what's his name? Uh, the the Magister. Magister Blackwell. Magister Blackwell. Will... I, I wrote a, I wrote an My first audio drama yes. uh, was called Illuminati, Night of the Twisted Men, and it starred Kristen. Yes. Uh, the premise was, because we had our own little podcast network back then, Bobby and I, um, uh, uh, you came to us with a story that mm-hmm. you wanted to cover and we were like I don't know go and do it yourself and yeah. you were investigating a series of murders and uh, I played like five characters yeah. <laughs> to get it done but one of them was Magister Blackwell who talked, he talked like, like this that. Yeah. come at me bonesman so what good do- luck trying to get me is it now canon that Magister Blackwell was part of Skull and Bones I'm a bonesman <laughs> sounds like he's a bonesman <laughs> amateur bonesman <laughs> I um uh, that is weird. That is my first audio drama. Yeah. It was written primarily, if anybody's curious about it, I'll drop a link. Why not? Mm-hmm. But it was my first attempt at doing something like uh, uh, like that. I had to do like all the effects myself before I yeah. knew how to do stuff like that. And it was constructed primarily to play off of inside jokes mm-hmm. from shows we made a decade ago. Yeah. So I have no idea how it'll play. Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it became unisex in the 90s. Before then, obviously, men only. And I found just like a page with basically a paragraph about it on the Yale Visitor Center website. Uh, because there is a Women at Yale tour and the, uh, the tomb of Skull and Bones is a stop at it. And this is what it said on the website about it. In 1992, when the still exclusively male secret society tapped six women along with nine men, the Alumni Association changed the locks on the doors. After a short standoff in society vote, both men and women were finally admitted. So a bunch of chodes heard that women got tapped and locked the doors so that they couldn't get in. How lame. Childish. And how long could that standoff possibly go on? I know. You're going to have to go to the bathroom sometime, boys. Right. And you've also locked out all the cool dudes that you tapped. We'll do it in here. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, that's lame. It's Uh, so stupid. Lame and stupid. Um, so, yeah. So that's, I mean, honestly, the basic gist of Skull and Bones we, we pretty much alluded to. It is a club for members to kind of like hobnob with each other and also former members, alumni or whatever. And they are going to help each other out once they're out of college and in the real world. Right. So they're going to help each other get jobs. That's mainly the thing. Help each other to, like, to get jobs. Do they have to like flash a sign or do they, is it like a uh, Marvel? They have to go like hail Hydra. <laughs> so like know that they're so, in on the same club. So I actually couldn't really find stuff that was like factual. Well, I mean, who knows factual anyway, but I'm a bonesman. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they have like dark 
uh, imagery and and uh, rumors of dark rituals and stuff. So obviously it's called Skull and Bones. Skulls and Bones play into it. Their place is called The Tomb. Yeah. I, because of having seen the movie The Skulls, which I will talk about in just a few minutes, and knowing that it was in like, yeah, it looks like a, a tomb kind of thing, thought that perhaps that's actually sort of what the real one looks like. No, it's just a, a hall, yeah. like a, a student hall or whatever, but they call it the tomb. I'm not shocked. Um, but they apparently used to have an initiation ritual where, I, I don't know the details of it, but they had to masturbate in coffins. That's what I heard. Like all together. I heard that. And they have now switched that for just revealing their sexual history because someone who did an AMA, who's Nothing. a member, <laughs> who's a member of Skull and Bones. Pledge said, number one. I haven't done anything. Pledge number two. Nothing yet. Pledge number three. Fingers crossed. Pledge number four. Eh. Pledge number five. Nada. I think I had Fast. sex. I'm not sure. Half. Um, <laughs> F. Um, so I found a Reddit AMA with somebody who said that they're a member of Skull and Bones and somebody asked about that masturbating in coffins thing and they said that they stopped doing it because it got kind of gay. Um, what? But instead, they decided to just tell each other their sexual history. I imagine in some detail to make it equivalent in embarrassment Listen. to the coffin thing. Oh, there's so many layers to that. So I know. The one, the, the, the idea, you know, when was that written? The AMA, because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. gay, right? Being like it was, it was getting gay. Let's see. Like, is that is that you know idiot parlance for when people used to just be like, that's stupid, that's gay. No, I I imagine they mean okay. It was twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. Um, but I imagine they mean literally gay because they're talking about a bunch of men masturbating together. Right. In so a coffin. yeah. So like, like f by the way, like freaks. Like you find this yeah. out about anybody. Like don't right. you don't hire them. You no. know what I mean? Like this is no. psychotic behavior. No, but this is what bonds them as brothers. Yeah, sure. But like I but know. like not only that, now uh in order to combat by the way, the fear the fear of being perceived as gay, this the oh, scare of this. The worst. Their fix is that they're gonna sit in a room together and, and, and tell lock each eyes. other. Yeah. yeah, I know. It look. When I caressed a fair maiden's leg, <laughs> yeah, it sent a shiver up my spine. I always think about um, yeah, a bunch of dudes I always think about in Romeo a... and Juliet. There's like a whole scene where I think like Mercutio is being like, "Many fair maidens' uh, porcelain skin has been felt by my fair fingers." <laughs> yeah. It's like, what if guys talked like this today? <laughs> I, know. You know? I know, but yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. This doesn't seem like that much of a fix because now it's just like a bunch of guys with, with like half chubs talking about <laughs> stuff all together in a room anyway the fear the, so, the i know fear the fear and the worry the listen Dorks. masculinity is so fragile for some people yeah just everyone just chill just paper thin chill, like a veil chill and don't do this right a wafer it's lame to be man by the way by the way so you're in the skulls uh -huh. the skull and bones now right yes the year's 2022 you go to yale and you, you hear about the skull and bones, and you're like, well, I, I, I don't know. I have leadership qualities. Maybe this would be an interesting place to meet people who, like, really aspire to a, a hyper-specific, super type A kind of thing. And right. So many people have been part of this. Like, I'd like to go. And then you hear, like, what did they used to make us do? We don't have to do that now, right? Right. Ew, I have to tell you about, like, <laughs> yeah. parking out on Makeout Point. But then not only that. Not only that are you, like, this is weird. But then you go, like, 
what did the like elders do? <laughs> right. What? And these are the guys Why? who are gonna like mentor me? These are presidents? These guys are freaks. Yes. Like the 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 day that an alumni shows up and I was like, I'm here to, re- re- to uh, one, I'm here to show off that I've become a captain of industry and impressed teenagers. Right. I know. Blow their minds. That too. Pathetic. Is, yes, it's pathetic. pathetic. But then all the modern kids are looking at him being like he crawled into a coffin. Yeah. Which is even just the act of crawling into a coffin. I know. What are you doing? I know. And, and and then you're just like, and you're the guy that I'm supposed to aspire to be or I'm supposed to be impressing? Right. Sorry, you're a straight creep. Yeah, you yoinked it in a sweaty coffin. You've been doinking and yoinking. You got celebratory in a coffin, bro. Uh-huh. I don't have to listen to you. No, even if you are a Supreme Court judge. Everyone. I don't respect your authority. Last Jedi was right. We got to let the past die. Forget the way that we used to do things. This is awful. <laughs> this is one of many, this for is sure. Awful. It's so stupid. Is there any chance that somebody's listening to this right now? Who's offended because they're a skull? Yeah, or they're like, <laughs> my grandpa was a sk- grandpa. <laughs> God. You know, like, oh God, maybe. I wonder, I genuinely wonder, is there any contingent of people what? that are gonna be like, are we gonna get a message or two this week? I don't think so. I think it's lost a lot of its mystique and stuff. I w- it's only occurring to me now. It's only occurring that to me now. We're treading dangerous waters. Only because I have a history. So I years ago, the first podcast I ever did was called Will and Bobby Know Everything my old writing partner, Bobby. And in one of the episodes, um, he started going back to Rutgers and I was talking about, oh, like, Ooh, well, are you going to join clubs? What are you going to do? And I said on the show, I was like, you should join the Rutgers Quidditch team because there was a Quidditch team. And I posted it online being like, LOL, he's not going to join the Quidditch team. And the we got hate mail that week. William, you titled the episode something like the captain of the Rutgers Quidditch team. Well, because I was I was joking that that was going to be Bobby but, that is going to become the captain. If anybody's going to come across that, I mean, that, that is so he specific. Goes, it was literally you called out a an person. individual. Yeah, I, but I was calling out the a title, not a guy. Yeah, but even so. But I I he he goes keep my name out your mouth. Uh huh. And I was like, who are you? And he goes, I'm the captain of the Rutgers Quidditch team. And I was like. Oh, Wow. (laughs) Searching for yourself? He's had a Google alert for. I could see him having a Google alert for Rutgers Quidditch team, and then he sees something come up that's called the captain of the Rutgers Quidditch team? Good lord. He did not like the implication that it was somebody other than him. That was the. No, I think he was just offended by the whole thing. He was offended by the whole thing. I don't think it's funny (laughs) that 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 he was really mean. What? It was mean, that whole thing. Well, I didn't... What do you mean? What did I do? <laughs> I don't know. It was forever ago, but I remember being like, oh, God. Really? Because you were calling them dorks and stuff, and then this guy comes across it. It's titled I, what he literally is, is the name of the episode. I I don't think it went much further than me going, like, you're going to play Quidditch, mm-hmm. and you're going to be the captain of the Quidditch team. I don't think it went much further than that. Yeah. Um, but you'd think that... I'm sorry, but if you play Quidditch you got to have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, I agree. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, I agree. But, you know. I implore you, if you play Quidditch, <laughs> just try to have a sense of humor about it. That's it was, what I'm it saying. Was, it was toof-stoof. It was 
It was a shock. I was a shock to the senses. That was brutal. But there's enough other skull and bones material out there online. I I just can't imagine that this is going to be popping up on their radar and we're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, okay. So we'll see. Perhaps I'll be eating my words. I'm curious. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out, I guess. Um, So it seems like really the secretive thing in skull and bones is like you said their practices behind closed doors the celebrating in coffins that's insane it's insane the rumors of um things like them having martin van buren's skull in the tomb and geronimo's bones both of which the reddit ama guy said are true that's they're Van Buren boys on top. I know. They're the, they're Van Buren boys. Um, it, and he it, said, actually, he finds the obsession with death and dead things the least cool thing about Skull and Bones because he thinks it's hokey. But he said that a lot of members are into it, and especially the old guard is is very into, like, you know, the, uh-huh. the imagery of it Yeah, all. when the old guard was 18, they had <laughs> right. some of their wires crossed. Yeah, I think so. They probably... I'm sorry, crawling in this coffin and do what now? Yeah. All right. I got to do it. I do want to be the president. Oh, God. Having, man, how can anyone not consider that a form of, like, desecration to have Martin Van Buren's skull and Geronimo's bones? I mean, there are a lot of things that, like, rich people, especially rich dudes, do that are just, you know, you know it's messed up, but they just get to do them. And this, they're comfortable posting their, like, membership well, I guess because it's a, now it's that's a, a list of people who have crawled into coffins. <laughs> that's true. Although right? not anymore. It's a list of people who've ew, sat ew, around. Ew, 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 ew. Like up until what year did that yeah. turn over? Because that's when I it should know. start fresh. Right. 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 I, the frosh. <laughs> the frosh. Yeah. Yeah. You got a clean house and just have a whole new skull and bones. No, you can't do that because it's all about the legacy. It's, so there's no way. It's insane. It really were these, is. These were like somebody built a coffin. I guess so. I, I didn't come across anything that Because the way that I was told it was like they went to a crypt, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I, I'm really not kidding. I'm like, I, I, I really feel like that is, is a crime where I don't you th- need to be watched. I think that would absolutely have to be a crime. It's got to be a crime. Even if it's not written specifically as like crawling into a crypt for the purposes of celebration. Right. It's got to be a crime in some way, shape or form, or at least something that you're like watched for. That's yeah. crazy. It absolutely is. I don't know. I didn't see that. I guess I kind of assumed that they were like brought in as part of the spooky imagery of it or something. I don't like it. No, it's not good. Um, we do have a little teeny peek at what was going on with different bones and stuff there because in 2010, a human skull that was apparently turned into a ballot box for skull and bones went on the auction block at Christie's. Um, and so it has like, yeah, like a weird little hinge at the top. Oh, it's not even just like a slot. No, look. Oh, you've got a photo? Yep. Oh my God. Oh, so it looks like, it looks like a classic piratey yep. skull and crossbones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they carved open the top of this person's skull so that you could open and shut it. Now, <sighs> I'm, I'm wrestling with something internally. Okay. Because on the surface... I like scary stuff. I I think skulls are cool. Yeah. Skulls and bones are cool. I like all that stuff. Right. But when you really come right down to it, do I want a human skull? No. That I keep? No. Wait, didn't this come up on the show recently? Very recently. What was it? I said that I want to donate my body to the arts so that my skull can be on a set somewhere. Oh, right. I think that's cool. Was there something where you said you would have somebody's skull? Does that ring a bell? I'm not sure. 
I don't know. I don't know. Tell yeah. them Steve Dave has uh, the skull of a what's known as the Prussian kissing devil. Yes. I've seen it many times. Yes, as, as have I. I was actually there quite recently. Yep. <laughs> Looking right through it. Yeah. I um uh Yeah, I think I think for me there's the angle of I'm the dead guy. Mm-hmm. And in that sense there's an interesting side to it where it almost feels like continuing on or, mm-hmm. or continued acknowledgement or import or involvement in creating or something. Right. But if you're just an organization and you're like, we found Martin Van Buren's head and kept it, it just feels you're gross. freaks and creeps. I feel like there needs to be like, and by the way, like with some reverence, you don't cut the head open and turn it into a ballot box. I know. Uh, it's it's I mean, deranged unless... behavior under the guise of being like, oh, uh, it's funny. It's cool. fits the vibe. And it's like safety in numbers of being like, well, I don't know. Douglas thought it was going to be neat. Right. And it's like collectively you're all awful, awful, awful. I don't even want to say like insane or, or, mm-hmm. or anything like it's just like you're being lame. It is hokey. And you're you're using, you're like taking. Right. No, it's gross. And I think it, especially in the context of these people who just kind of want to help each other social climb at a certain point in their lives without a ton of merit except for knowing each other, it does cast having like like scary imagery in a light that feels more sinister and not in a cool sinister way yeah. and just like a total lack of respect and reverence. La- yeah, that's sort it. Of lack way. of respect. Yeah. If it were... Would it be different if Martin Van Buren had said, let my skull oversee all proceedings I have to and admit, behind glass? I haven't looked into it. Yeah. I d- perhaps he did. I have no maybe, idea. Maybe he I'm going to go and say Geronimo probably didn't. Right. And also, because this has been going on for a bajillion years, maybe it's a former Skull and Bones member who said, take my skull and put a little hinge in it for your ballot box. I have no idea. That, but I have to say, for me, that does feel different. Oh, it totally idea, feels different. Right? I have no idea if that's true, is uh, what yeah, I'm saying. totally. And it doesn't seem like they would really care either way. Right. So I'm not trying to really give them an out, but yeah, maybe. No, these people are in- insane. It's very gross. Um, so let's see. Some other tidbits from that Reddit AMA, which is linked in the show notes, is that, unsurprisingly, the older members of Skull and Bones, while he was in it well i guess you're in it for life but he said that the people who are older than him weren't so thrilled about women joining or the diversity that they intentionally started to cultivate um later in years probably also in or later than the 90s um and i wondered like how old does it mean this old guard is yeah. and so is there this big fancy room where it's like young college hunks who are doing strange rituals and traditions and there are like 95 year olds looking on in tops and tails or even I older would, yeah uh, <laughs> maybe they gain immortality i've been here since time immemorial right. martin van buren's skull on the wall starts talking <laughs> um they're apparently given a sizable parting gift of money when they graduate right. and he said that it's not enough to like make you rich but it's definitely substantial and uh yeah that's pretty that's pretty much it my I, my big finisher was the coffin thing but we already did that it, it is just so that is the big finisher <laughs> yeah, uh, it certainly is that is uh, crazy listen mm-hmm. I, I i'm fine with the idea of having some sort of a group where you all look out for each other yeah right? sure like there are like artists collectives and stuff i don't know <laughs> yeah but it's when different. you start going when you start going like ah men only mm-hmm. uh, no diversity yeah, get in that coffin. <laughs> like, and then, 
It's just, I'm sorry. There's a mixture of being lame mm-hmm. and conniving and... Uh, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. No. And it's kids that are... Listen, how, how, how dumb do you think you were at 18? Extremely. Right? I feel like anything pre-30, mm-hmm. it's real rough times. Yeah. So I... At 18, like, do you, they say your brain's not fully developed until you're 25, right? right? At 18, when somebody says, hey, get in that coffin and we'll make your dreams come true, <laughs> you know, like, you're being taken advantage of is is the case. The elders who uh, continue to perpetuate the system are the real problem. Mm-hmm. And, and and the, the kids, you got to rebel. I'm yeah. glad that they changed the, the coffin. I'm glad that they're, you know, not being exclusive in terms of, like, no women. Right. And how about only uh, white people? White coffin boys. Right. Uh, It's just, but it's still just crazy. It's it's absolutely nuts that this is a thing. So before we move on and talk about the fictionalized version of Skull and Bones, known (sighs) as The Skulls. The Skulls. Let's talk about Guides the Unknown's Patreon. Yeah, which is something of a secret society. That's true, although it's it's open to all. <laughs> oh, yeah, anybody who wants to be a member can be a member. Yeah, Let's obviously. Let's be clear about that. So if you go to patreon.com slash gttupod, we have a number of different che- uh, tiers that you can choose from, and you can get up to a weekly bonus show. So every single week, there is a flip side of Guides the Unknown, where we do a whole other thing that comes out every single Monday. Yeah, so for example, this past Monday, we just released an episode, it's out there right this second, where we watched clips from the Ring franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, more than just the Ring franchise. We watched clips from Scary Movie, yeah. where they make fun of the Ring. Um, which in some cases were baffling. Oh, yeah. Baffling, baffling. Yes. Um, we also did a, a, a big diatribe on the guy who played Doofy in Scary Movie. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Who claims that he's going on tour as Ghostface. That's right. I completely forgot. Yeah. weird. Um, and we just recorded it, but this Monday we're back into the video game Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. I think it's genuinely my favorite episode since we first started playing the game. Yeah, I we do found too. out a whole new mechanic for Fatal Frame that lets you see little like horror movies. Yeah, um, super fun. That comes out on Monday, and those are just a drop in the bucket. We've got dozens, mm-hmm. dozens upon dozens of bonus episodes that you get access to the second that you sign up. And if you join up to our demon tier that starts at $13 or more a month, you get access to, like Kristen said, a brand new show every single Monday. Yeah. We also have things that don't even get lumped into that sort of like weekly bonus show category. We have other gameplays. We have commentary tracks for all five of the screen movies. And everybody who joins our Discord at any, excuse me, our Patreon at any level gets access to our Discord where other Guides the Unknown listeners are talking about stuff every single day on a ton of different topics it's divided into a bunch of different chat rooms and it's super cool so you can find all that stuff at patreon.com slash gttu pod and thank you so so much to everybody who is already there yeah thank you we've also got what we refer to as a secret society by the way on facebook we've got a guide to the unknown group yeah we do so if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash gttu pod you can you can request to join Mm -hmm. we'll i don't Think, oh, I do. You know, I've denied people who look like spam. Oh, okay. I've denied people. Well, there are questions you have to answer and say that you understand the rules or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah if you agree to all of our rules, you'll be let right in. Yeah, so you can join the Facebook group. And then uh, uh, if you back us, like more specifically on Patreon, you get into the exclusive club. Mm-hmm. 
that's the one that's like uh, uh, I've never really gone to clubs. Uh huh. You know, but isn't there like a cool room? Like the VIP room? That's the VIP lounge. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's the, the VIP lounge. lounge. The seats are plush. Mm hmm. <laughs> Lush. Yeah, it's a little more popping. It's, it it's is. much more active than the Facebook group. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the skulls. Will, have you seen the skulls? I wanted to watch it for this episode and I just didn't get to it. It's fine. Okay. Um, it has a paltry 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. Which is quite low. I think it's better than some of its sequels. Uh, maybe. I haven't seen the sequels, but I know you'll give us a little wrap-up of them. Uh, people in the movie have crazy names. Like, Paul Walker plays Caleb Mandrake. Whoa. Uh, coach Craig T. Nelson plays his father, Lytton Mandrake. Lytton? Yes. And William Peterson from Manhunter and CSI plays Ames Leverett. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. There's a Detective Sparrow in the movie. Oof. Um, Lofty. What's his name? Uh, Shooter McGavin plays Martin Lombard. Oh, wow. What does he eat for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, weirdly, the only female who's really in the cast only has a first name it's just chloe oh so this is an exclusive club too being in the the movie the skulls i know they were i guess they were going for a meta sort of thing yeah um they say the word gentlemen so much in this movie because the skulls are like you know an elite group of classy guys so at one point um someone says what are we waiting for gentlemen and is immediately followed by excuse me gentlemen <laughs> like right away <laughs> that's what you when you're writing and you rhythmically sometimes you just go like this you this word is used back to back it's we have to much. cut it no. I made it through. They prefer not to. So <laughs> We'd it, like to add more. Yeah. So it stars Joshua Jackson, and he's like a townie in this Connecticut town where the Y College is. Okay. And he doesn't have a lot of money, and he wants to get into uh, law school. But at one point, he is looking at a piece of paper that literally says law school, what the hell do you call it? Not fee. Uh, oh, law tuition. school tuition. It just says law school tuition. He scroll looks down with his eyes. Forty five thousand uh, dollars. Um. So, or yeah, I think it was forty five thousand. Wow. So he's hard up for money, and he's talking to his friends. So Hill Harper is in it from later CSI New York. So there's a weird CSI connection. Yeah. He and Leslie Bibb. Um, are their two best friends who plays Chloe. She was on uh, that show Popular on the CW. Some people out there might know it. Wife or maybe longtime partner of uh, Sam Rockwell. Okay. Okay. So anyway, they're all best friends. And he's like, I got to get into the skulls. So I got to pay for college or, you know, law school. They never really explain like how being in the skulls helps you with that. He is going to get money. Say, so he has to, he has to join the secret society to get to college? Well, to have money to pay for it. But don't you have to get enrolled? He's to in join college already. The, uh, okay. he, oh, he wants college. to. Yeah, he just wants to get into the skulls. Understood. Excuse me, okay, I may okay, not have okay. said that. Um, but yeah, they just talk like, you know, everybody knows that you become rich when you're in the skulls, right. but it doesn't really make sense to me. So he is a rower um, on the row team and he's like really good at it. So they do tap him for the skulls. And he gets in and like the way he's waiting for a call that is supposed to come by midnight. Somebody calls and they're like, are you ready to be reborn? And then. See, this stuff sounds awesome. It's actually awesome to begin with. I would say by like 45 minutes or something, 
I was totally tuned out and I had to keep rewinding because I just kept zoning out and then yeah. I wouldn't know where what was happening. Um, but this beginning stuff was totally rad. So they're like, are you ready to be reborn? Go to the payphone on 4th or whatever. So he's like, Bleh! like he puts down his pizza that he was eating with his friends, like runs. And then they, they say... It's like, ah, very good. Go to the astro lab, but lose the bike. Like, they're calling it the astrology lab, the astro lab. Oh, they actually say that? The, yeah. The uh -huh. astro lab. Yep. And, okay. he, and he runs to the astrology lab. It's like weird stuff like that. And then he, there's something at the astro lab in a cup, and they're like, drink it. So he drinks it. He blacks out, and he wakes up inside a coffin <gasps> and is just able to open the coffin. He's not locked in. And there's like a room with a ton of water, and it's almost like concrete lily pads all over the room. And then coffins are on top of those. Um, and it's like all the guys who have been tapped. I'm not kidding. That sounds for, like Fatal Frame. <laughs> I know. I, it does. Yeah. Uh, it's all the guys who are tapped. Like, whoa, where are we? And somebody's like, I got to get myself some of that. Like whatever like they drank. Oh. And um, there's one coffin that's not opening. And they're like, oh, no. So they like knock on it. And they're like, hey, are you okay? And like Paul Walker pops out. And he, I think that's when he's like, whoa, I got to get me some of that. Because he's like the hot stud oh, guy. Oh, is Paul Walker supposed to be like a badass? Yeah. Uh, sir, can I have more juice? <laughs> the most badass thing you can possibly write say. a whole movie with some like idiot <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he's not really supposed to be badass exactly but he's like super handsome and like super rich yeah like that kind of guy so um in order to you know pass to the next level yeah. there's like a riddle that they have to solve and it's like stealing a mascot from another secret society that's a snake on top of a thing you know hijinks ensue that's when all the gentleman stuff happens gentlemen <laughs> Yes, gentlemen. There's, there's a moat, like a teeny moat around this house with no drawbridge. And like, let's say the secret society is called the serpents. I don't know what it is. But they're like, no moat. These serpents are sick. And so they like jump over the moat to get to the door what? to steal this How thing. How do the serpents get to class every day? I know. I, I don't know. Um, they constantly but, have to come. You'd, you'd just be like. I have to go out. I, yeah, I have to leave. Oh, God. Can somebody to, give me a boost? I need help. Yeah. <laughs> so he and Paul Walker work together to steal this snake thing from the top of the building, and then they fall off the building into the moat. So now they are bonded through this experience. Oh. They're very close. And also, in the process of becoming skulls, you get a soulmate in the skulls. Okay. And this is somebody who you you always have their back. They always have your back. You are like brothers now, more than brothers. And they also say that the laws of the skulls supersede the laws of the outside world. Okay. So the soulmates brand each other with a little skull on the wrist, which is immediately covered up with no healing time by a fancy brightling watch that everybody is gifted. Okay. So like what looks like an extremely painful branding, they're just like, ah, and then they put like a metal watch over it right away. No band-aid. I've seen, I've seen Jackass 2. <laughs> Bam Margera gets hologram branding. Yes. It, yeah. it can't, it can't feel good. No. Um, so Joshua Jackson's outside friends are like, have fun with your new friends or whatever. To tell you the truth, I feel Hill Harper takes it extremely personally, like instantly in a way that doesn't make sense because he knows that Joshua Jackson has been aspiring to this for like a He's long time. He's gotten his dream. And for some reason, this like throws him and he's like very pissed about it. Also, Hill Harper is working on the newspaper. They don't call it the rumpus or anything. I don't know what they call it. But he goes to investigate 
sc- uh, the skulls, he somehow gets in and is taking pictures and stuff and crosses paths with Caleb Mandrake. My God. Who's like, what are you doing here? And the next thing we know, Hill Harper is hung in his room. And they have framed him, or they've, they've set it up to look like he killed himself. So Joshua Jackson now, not so hot on the skulls. That's because he a, has a feeling yeah. that something was up. Because he finds Caleb Mandrake's special journal that they were all gifted among Hill Harper's possessions. Oh, well, that's pretty much a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. I, uh, that's a pretty big leap from high college hijinks of, like, <laughs> yeah. steal this statue from the other building. Right. All right, we're going to kill, we're going to murder somebody. Remember... The laws of the skulls supersede all other. You're right. And I've, secrecy reigns. I forgot rules one and two. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, we're like, okay, Paul Walker killed this guy, killed Mandrake. This is not good. Yeah. So now Joshua Jackson is like kind of going rogue and trying to figure out what happened and trying to expose it. The soulmates have a ritual, which is called like the revelations or something like that, where they get locked together in this little cage and dropped down into the floor. And they can ask each other questions that they absolutely have to answer honestly. And so he's like, did you kill Will or whatever? And he's like, no. And, you know, just more and more pissed Joshua Jackson is getting. We end up finding out because we're able to steal some um, surveillance footage because they realize that everything that's done in the skulls because they're such control freaks is recorded. So then... Seems like a major liability. <laughs> I mean, they try to protect it with um, bodyguards and stuff, and there's, like, a whole gambit with Joshua Jackson and his old friends from, like, the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, they have, like, hijinks. They help him out to, like, steal the footage. Like the Goonies, one of them has, like, (laughs) slippery goo and a belt buckle. (laughs) Not that, but there is one point. So there are, there'll be events where the skulls wear, like, uh, what's it called? Like, tops and tails. Like, they're all dressed up. And then I guess they keep their outfit, like, in the the tomb so there's an area where it's just like all of their dorky suits line the walls and there is one point where there's a suit and it moves a little bit and one of his friends from from high school is like i'm in from high ooh, are they from high school yeah yeah oh so they're like kids oh no no no. his friends from when he was in high school i want them to be high school kids who like this is their first like taste of college (laughs) and so yeah, they are like one of them's like always eating like Skittles or something. You know, like they, there's something to to diminish them to make them seem like they're really young. No, they're they're just like ruffians. They live all together in like an artsy house, and they're like, "I miss your long hair," to him and stuff. Right. You know, he like used to be. <laughs> I, this hasn't <laughs> existed for a while, but I feel like there used to be in the '90s movies where like little kids, little kids would end up going on some sort of an adventure, and it might take them to like a college, yeah, where they'd see like a girl who's about to undress for her boyfriend. They go like, ew, gross. <laughs> right? I, I do love that. Yeah. Ew, barf. Ew. Like, yeah. And they're just so innocent. Gross, and, where's her shirt? Yeah, exactly, that kind yeah. of thing. I, even, I have not seen that kind of thing. I haven't either. In such a long time. I can't even tell you what it's from. Me neither. Me but neither, it, but it, it's, it's out there. Yeah, gross, where's her shirt? <laughs> that, they don't make movies, they don't make them like that. They don't make them like they used to. It's absolutely true. It's true. So basically, they find out that actually Caleb Mandrake didn't kill Will. He was involved. I mean, like, so oh. he was he was 
he saw that Will was in there taking footage. He's like, hey, give me that footage or whatever. And is like chasing him. And Will falls off of a structure and like breaks his neck. Oh, so it was an accident. It was an accident. But then he calls his dad. He's like, dad, I really messed up. And his dad is like the head of the skulls. He's like one of the heads. It's coach. Uh-huh. And he's like, I got to call 911. He's like, no, don't. I'm going to take care of this. And he sends his little lackey, Shooter McGavin, to like cl- you know clean up the body and everything and it turns out that will was actually still alive and shooter mcgavin broke his neck oh my god and then hung him and did that whole thing so joshua jackson knows this now he has the tape he brings it to the cops but remember the skulls are everywhere They're everywhere so by the time he brings the tape to the cops somehow the tapes have gotten switched and they don't see it and he is being framed for having killed his best friend because they must have gotten into an argument. Oh. He was jealous that Joshua Jackson is in the skull. And he was turning his back on the organization. Right. So they're going to take him out. Exactly. So even though Will Graham... Somebody who, switched the tapes. Yeah. <laughs> that tape is lying. Yeah. It's, That's what a guy says at the end of Blair Witch 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like right. spitting. He's losing it. Yeah. Um, Will Graham and Coach have a rivalry. Huh. And Will Graham wants to take Coach down, so he's going to help out Joshua Jackson. And it's weird that you're calling William Peterson, yeah, Will, Gil Grissom, and you're calling Craig well, T. I Nelson call them Will, Coach. Will Graham. Right, right, yeah. right. But you're not calling Joshua Jackson Pacey. That's true. That is confusing. I'm sorry. It so won't be please, stopping. Don't use the actor names. Use the character names. In the movie? No. Oh, Okay. The things they're best known for. Will okay. Graham, yeah. Coach, and Pacey. Okay. Thank you. I don't even think Will Graham is probably what he's best known for. It's probably Gil Grissom. Gil Grissom? Yeah. It's too late. I'm already this You're far in. It's too late. So, um, yeah, like, he helps him get away. And basically, things come to a head when there is some sort of, like, skulls party go on, going on. And Joshua Jackson comes in. And he's like, pursuant to rule 19 of the skulls handbook... I challenge you, Caleb Mandrake, to a duel. No way. He knows by now that Coach actually killed his friend. I'm not totally sure what he's trying to accomplish here with the duel, because it's a duel to the death. It's using old-timey pistols. Like, that are, like, you know, half of an oval Whoa. sort of shape. Okay, yeah. And like, they may not even work. <laughs> they're so old. <laughs> I know. So I, I think he's just trying to put him on the spot and get him to tell the truth. Because now I think about it, they're facing off, and they're pointing guns at each other, and Joshua Jackson's like, tell them! Tell them the truth, or whatever, so that he would, like, out his dad and tell everybody. And then, you know, Coach is like, do it, son! Pull the trigger, or whatever. And gets in the middle of them, and he's like, well, if you won't do it, I will. I think. And then um, Paul Walker, Caleb Mandrake shoots his dad. Shoots his own father. So that he won't shoot Pacey. Now that's love. That's love. Soulmates. Soulmates. Yeah. Um, so I'm Soulmates? trying to think. Soulmates. Soulmates. They embrace. That's. I'm trying to think. How does it? How does it? I mean, that's basically how the movie ends. I'm trying to think <laughs> of like. Start rolling. I mean, kind of. <laughs> Kind of. I, I guess it was Joshua Jackson. That was born I guess in the halls of skull and bone. I guess Joshua Jackson leaves the skulls and I don't know. Goes off with Chloe and I guess everything's okay. Okay. <laughs> That's basically the end of it. I'm sounds not sure. like a happy ending. It's nice. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> it sounds nice. Um. <laughs> so, Sounds like a nice movie. It's a nice movie. It made it to Roger Ebert's most hated list of movies in oh. 2005, which I think is really funny. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, 
what did you learn about the Skull 2 and the Skull 3? So I, I the Skull 2 had some info, and then almost nobody's talking about Skulls 3 or okay. whatever it's called. Um, but Skulls 2 only came out a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. And similarly, I'm just going to spoil everything. Yeah. Um, I saw reviews of Skulls 2. Where people were like, this is just the same thing as the first movie. Okay. But I did, hadn't. But just without the, f- the celebrities? I guess. Probably. I hadn't. I didn't know the plot of the, the movie until you just told me. <laughs> right. The Skulls 2 is the same thing. <laughs> so there's a guy named Ryan. He's, maybe it's like a money laundering thing. Yeah, maybe. They just had to make yeah. it. Uh, there's a, the new main character is Ryan. He is being recruited into the Skulls, but he doesn't take it seriously. Mm. He's got an older brother who used to be in the Skulls and is now a high-powered lawyer out there. So it's almost like he's inheriting something. He doesn't value it. He doesn't really care about this. Oh, okay. During an initiation ceremony, something goes awry. And Ryan is accidentally stabbed during, during the initiation. Joke. It was a prank. Ryan's not taking this seriously. He was making a mockery of oh. the Skull's initiation ceremony. I can't imagine they like that. Quote, not amused, the senior leadership makes him clean the attic of the Skull's tomb. <laughs> you must clean the attic. Just lame. Probably quite dusty. There he witnesses Matt Hutch Hutchinson and the field hockey captain Diana Rollins. One thing leads to another... She falls off the roof to her death. Oh, boy. He, Ryan, the main character, freaks out. He's just seen a, a woman basically killed, even if it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rushes to alert the skulls. They say that he must have been mistaken. Now, here's just a full-on quote of what happens next. Ryan later goes to his brother, Greg, who used to be in the skulls, to talk about the incident, believing that the skulls have covered up Diana Rollins' death. Body was never found. And they said, you just, you didn't see what you thought you saw. Yeah, right, right. Greg agrees to give Ryan a key to the tomb so that he can investigate further. But this later turns out to be a ploy. Greg, his very own older brother, gave Mm -hmm. him the key to the tomb to lure Ryan in. Oh, no. Where he is then confronted by, like, members of the skulls. Because it was like a betrayal to even bring this up, I'm sure. Potentially. Okay. Potentially. He's told... The supposed truth about what was really going on. He's fed a story by the leader, Mm -hmm. Parker, um, that due to Ryan's prank where he pretended to be stabbed during initiation, his sophomoric joke, the skulls staged Diana Rollins falling off the roof as they had staged years earlier the death of a former member's roommate, Hmm. which is a reference to the movie you just described. Yeah. This was all to test to see if Ryan would remain loyal to the order and not go to the authorities. Okay. Only deal with it inside the organization. That's which right. I, I guess he did. They have he their alerted own the laws. skulls. They said, you must have been seeing things. And then he told his brother, who's a member of the skulls. Right. So he never went to the cops. Yeah, that's true. He did kind of adhere to the rules. So it's all just reinforcing, we're testing you, we're watching, whatever. That night, his older brother calls and says... Oh, by the way, that Diana Rollins, whose death we faked, she was killed in a skiing accident. Wow. Yeah. So Ryan, is he knows that this is all hornswoggle. Yeah. He says, he starts digging into this with some friends. He wants the death certificate. He is certain that the, the, the coroner's report would reveal, would have to reveal, that Diana didn't die in a ski accident somewhere else. She died days earlier. Mm-hmm. The time of death would give away 
some of the truth. So they find out that the coroner was bribed by the skulls. Okay. They brought him, they hired him a sex worker in exchange for him changing the death certificate times. Okay. Now what I wrote is, couldn't he just hire <laughs> a sex worker himself? Susan? Who's going to be like, I won't do. Whoa. Well. Va, va, perhaps I'll give they you whatever you want. Access to the most elite of the elite. Yeah. Why couldn't it just be that he was also in the skulls? Yeah. This is convoluted, like. They probably see it a way to, Tracy like. to him. There might be a lady in it. You know what I mean? Who's, like, sexy. They right. might just have needed to get like a girl in there for a minute. It's just for a sexy appeal. Beat, yeah. yeah. They found a girl yeah. <laughs> who would do their movie. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, he, the coroner, um, did change the death certificate. He also kept the original for insurance. Aha. Uh-huh. So. Smart coroner. They didn't, the skulls wasn't powerful enough to stop him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they didn't cover it up fully. Anyway. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Why didn't they like burn the death certificate or something? Yeah, it's bizarre. So uh, he gets the report. He reveals the truth. That Diana Rollins was killed at the Skull and Bones, mm-hmm. Skulls, whatever, instead of the skiing thing. Back at the Skulls' tomb, Skulls' chairman, George Milford, is brought in. Hmm. He states that shame and disgrace have been brought to the Order by this scandal. Believing that Ryan will be expelled from the Order, the leader of the club, this chapter of it, Parker, egotistically states that he believes casting out Ryan is a smart move. Only to discover he's the one being expelled. Oh, boy. Switcheroo. See? Parker is seized by members of the Order, and his brand of membership is removed from his wrist as he screams out in pain. Ooh. Ryan casts himself out of the Order. The final scene shows him and his friend Kelly kissing in her car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's not doing so bad, I guess. Another, another happy ending. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a review from Amazon here from Doris. One out of five stars. I really liked Skulls until I got hold of your three disc set. Oh. Almost all the reviews are like, receive my disc on a a timely manner. Five stars. (laughs) Paid $20 for it and half the movie had no sound. The other half was all pixelated. Teach me to find the bargain in a barrel. Oh, fool me once. Sorry, I cannot be a return customer, but your sale is not a sale. Doris, Washington State. I can't disagree based on what she's saying. Signed off like a journalist. That sale is not a sale. And here's all I have for Skulls 3. Okay. Because again, there's, like, nobody's talking about this. Right. But it came out in 2004. The tagline for... Oh, by the way, the tagline for Skulls 2 was called like... It just said like, the sexiest movie of the summer. <laughs> like had nothing about plot at all. <laughs> had nothing about what this might be. Yeah. So the tagline for Skulls 3 is blackmail, lies, murder... How far will she go to fit in? Oh. The plot of this sounds like it mirrors real life. A gal trying to get into the skulls? Yes. Taylor, her name is. Her father is a congressman. Her brother took his own life when he was denied entry to the Mm. skulls. So it's very important that she get in. Yes. Her father seems to look down on her because she's a girl. He wishes Uh that he still had a son, essentially. So she wants to become a member of the skulls, but they don't allow men. Until, huh, she gets an idea. She goes and looks through the university's bylaws and finds a rule that states organizations cannot discriminate based on gender. Aha! Aha, a loophole. This will get me in? It's just weird to me, and it seems like this happened in real life, too. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, I guess so. 
it's like this is a secret society that does shady stuff all the time. Right. But somebody finds a legal loophole and they're like, we've been bested. Yeah. Like they don't just find a, another way to obfuscate or just be like, no, I'm not going to. Right. Or be like, fine, we're going to start a new organization. You can have the skulls. <laughs> no, there's like, damn it, they found out. We're taught, we're, now we're the toe bones. They just give up. <laughs> the toe bones. Uh, anyway, uh, she is then uh, framed for murder. <laughs> she gets, so, someone's always. <laughs> she gets framed for a murder, and it turns out that it's all about trying to put pressure on her father, the congressman. Oh, uh, yeah, trying to get to the elder statesman through a young buck i think they have other dirt on the elder statesman <laughs> to be honest that they could be using anyway nobody liked this uh and there hasn't been another movie in 18 years well you know what it's time maybe it is i Listen, think it is i will say how often is it that cicadas come back or something every like 14 17 years something like that i believe a new skulls movie comes back every 18 me think it time <laughs> i i um, <laughs> <laughs> me think it time i like that i um uh i do think that this is an idea that is interesting i i like stories about institutions uh-huh. right like i had a secret society in in blackwood i yep. i like these sort of like people are doing things under the surface that we are not allowed to know or just don't get or wouldn't understand even if we did get access right and certainly these things exist. Secret societies are everywhere. We just looked at one this week. Yeah. But there are a, a ton, quite frankly. I was looking into other secret societies and found them to be a bit dry. <laughs> a little t- <laughs> dry as a bone? A little dusty. As a skull and bone? Yes. Yeah. But uh, they exist and they're challenging. I do think that the idea of almost like what you are freaked out by partially with Texas Chainsaw, where it's like, no matter where you go, right. you think you're running away, but no, it turns out that the person who runs this shop is a member of the family. Yeah. I Skull mean, and bones. Like, a secret society like that, like, they really could be anywhere. And yes. running for help means you're running to people who are in some sort of position of power. Right. Right? Like, the police have power. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the dean of the college has power. Yeah. Who's to say that they were not a member and who right. would you know who to trust? And you know? are they going to use that power fairly? Exactly. Or is it all going to be in service of that secret society? Because what do they have to lose? Like right. a big thing that we sort of, you know, outlined but didn't really outright state is like the the like hop in a coffin and celebrate yes, is about have, collateral. Right. So have dirt on the person. If you turn your back on us, we will release this. Right. Which, by the way... It's like, yeah, you had me, you made me do that. Yeah, I know. I, and, and I, I like, didn't just do that and you caught me. Look what this guy thinks is cool. <laughs> but yeah. like, like enough people do that and it's like, wait, 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 wait. How come we've seen this similar footage so much? Yeah. <laughs> That's the same coffin. It's starting to seem less unique to each individual person and less damning. Yes. <laughs> You'd think that it would start to reflect poorly on the organization, not the individual. But right. Okay. I, or, I mean, at this point, maybe it's just to bond. Maybe. Do you think that? Do you think that uh, uh, the the grandsires of the skull and bones these days are like kids today have it easy? <laughs> yeah. I they wish probably. I yeah. wish I didn't have to do that. <laughs> Only I got to just tell my sexual history to everybody. Genuinely, they must be like, I really wish I didn't have to do that. <laughs> I'm oh, sure. Uh, what a nightmare. I'm sure. Or a couple of them were like, How ah, the good old days. But at least I'm the founder of Hostess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> 
the maker of ding dongs? Yeah, sometimes I regret. You think they're lumped into this? <laughs> sometimes I regret my past and what I did to join the Skull and Bones. And then I look in the mirror and I say, damn it, Keebler, get it together. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I can't believe that my dear Keebler elves are tied up in all this. E. L. Fudge. No. No. You fought to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think about that guy in the allegedly. Coffin. Of course. <laughs> I'm not making any claims. Of course. About Keebler or E. L. Fudge. No, we cast no aspersions no. here. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed that. We we've, we've opened the coffin and released all the secrets. Maybe some other stuff that was oh, in there. Holy guacamole. Yikes. <laughs> Um, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pod. Like we said before, if you would like to support the show and also get a bunch of stuff in return, you can also check out gttupod.com, which is our website. And you can find links to all of our previous shows, um, the link to the Facebook Secret Society that we mentioned before, our merch, um, info about advertising with us, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, the the guide to the unknown universe is is expansive. It is. It is what you make it. That's true. So enjoy. Yes. Um, you can also follow us individually online. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I am at the Myth Traveler. And you can follow our social media at GTTU Pod. Oh, very true. Mm -hmm. Yes, do that. Uh, so we'll be back next week for more uh, interesting, spooky stories. I think we're going to go down some rabbit holes. Yeah. It seems, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm picking up what you were putting down earlier. I think so. Uh, so anyway, we'll see you next time, everybody. Until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Do you think right. in like a boardroom, uh, like two, two CEOs have a conversation and then one goes like, by the way, I'm in the skull and bones. Yeah. Should try to drop it for power. And the other one goes, <laughs> as am I. And then they sort of lock eyes and go like, oh. Uh, just feel deflated. <laughs>